Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Up in your football knowledge, class is now in session. session. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Busy trip, busy schedule this past week. I was in uh, New York Friday and Saturday for some CBS College football. And then Saturday night, I flew to L.A. for a show for Uninterrupted with Jermichael Finley, D'Angelo Hall, Emmanuel, Emmanuel uh, Ocho. Um, had a good time with those guys. We had a good time. We had fun. Last week, I was in L.A. for some NFL Network stuff. Uh, so staying busy, staying busy, calling the Toledo game this week and uh, doing the same. So it's good stuff. But, man, what do we learn this weekend from the NFL? We learned Matt Ryan is a beast. 350 yards, four touchdowns. Who is Nick Mellons? What? He came on strong for the Niners. That's why I always said I wish I played in Kyle Shanahan's offense. The dude just dials it up, gets you in the right situations, teaches football the right way for quarterbacks. They understand it, and Mellons went in the other day and just lit it up, man. What what a good job for him. Three touchdown passes, 267 yards passing. Um, what else did we see? Patrick Mahomes in Cleveland on the road after a big coaching change. We thought maybe the Browns would come with a little something, but they didn't. They didn't. You know what? It's very disappointing, too. Uh, because just when Cleveland is starts to get competitive, we're all excited to watch them and keep up with them this season and, and look for them to take the next step. They fire Hugh Jackson, fire Todd Haley. They're in shambles over there. At least Baker Mayfield is a quarterback because he is fun to watch. But Patrick Mahomes goes off, 375 yards, three touchdowns. I thought I was expecting more from the defense, uh, but they dialed it up at the right time. Andy Reid... Uh, hitting Kareem Hunt on a screen pass against Blitz. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. So it's calling plays at the right time. And um, Drew Brees, the Rams, the Saints, what a game. That did not disappoint. I think, you know, we look at some of these huge matchups, same way um, I think it was the Vikings and Brees last time where Thielen fumbled right before the end of the first half. Drew Brees goes down and scores. Um, You can't give Brees a short field. Zimmer goes for it on fourth down, gets stopped, gives Brees a short field. Same thing with the Rams. You know, at the end of the first half, once again, Brees is able to punch it in again after a Goff uh, interception. You just can't, you you can't give Brees and that Saints offense short field. But I give the Rams a lot of credit. Goff, uh, before the end of the half, put a little drive together to get three points on the board. So it's always good to respond after you throw an interception. He did that, and they also they brought it down to the wire at the end. Now, Goff has to continue to show he's able to close games, and he's able to come back um, from being down and win from behind. Look, the Rams can win when they're ahead. They got a powerful running game, good defense, but... You have to really show it like Drew Brees and some of these franchise quarterbacks do of just persevering and find a way to pull it out at the end. Brees, 346 yards and four touchdowns. Um, That was impressive. So uh, so, some some good games out there. I think uh, the Steelers and Ravens was a big one. Uh, We talked about the Steelers going into Baltimore. A tough place to play versus a a very good defense this year, top defense in the league, 
and the Steelers took control of that ball game from the very start. And, um, you know, I'm not surprised. You know, I was more surprised at the Ravens' play calling in their game plan. It just seemed like they were trying uh, too much stuff, not sticking to what they, they're able to do. I mean, I felt like they were able to run the football, but they got away from that. And, you know, I, I do like the fact of putting Lamar Jackson in the football game, but sometimes, too, if your quarterback, if Joe Flacco's not in a rhythm, you have to get him into a rhythm first because he's your guy. He's the starter. You want him playing well because, as you saw, if Flacco doesn't play well, this offense doesn't do much. He only threw for 206 yards, and, you know, Lamar Jackson won for one for 12 yards. But I just really feel like you have to get into a rhythm because if you do that, um, you know, the better Flacco plays, the better your team will play. But the Steelers took advantage of that. They, they really controlled the tempo of the game. They controlled the ball. Some key third down conversions. That's what I like. That's what I was impressed with because the first time the Steelers played the Ravens, they came out in the second half and could not convert a third down. So what they did this weekend is they converted those big third down plays to keep the chains moving. I think Ben played efficient. He played tough and gritty on the road. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, when you're playing a division rivalry like the Ravens, it doesn't matter. You don't care what your stats are. You don't care how pretty it was. Ben was through for 270 yards, two touchdowns. Dobbs came in and made a huge throw when they were backed up. I like the play call in there. Give the young guy an opportunity to throw the ball downfield, and he did that. You know, a lot of times when a backup quarterback goes in, the teams think, look, they're going to just hand the ball off. Let's stack the box. And the Steelers came up slinging it. And I want to give credit to Tomlin because I know Tomlin was probably in Randy Feekner's ear saying, hey, throw the football, throw the football, take a shot. And I like that. I like the aggressive play calling. Of course, Connor continues to bring it. James Connor, 24 carries, 107 yards, um, 107 yards, four and a half yards a, a carry. And he also is doing in the passing game. Seven catches, 56 yards in the touchdown. Uh, quickest player to reach 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns in Steeler history in, in, in the first um, eight games. So it's impressive, man. He, he's, uh, he's playing well. This team is playing well right now. They're starting to really get in a groove. I think the defense looks sharp. That's what was uh, impressive to me. Because you see this defense start flying around, that is um, that's when the Steeler team gets gets uh, scary. You know, Stephon to it with a with a huge sack in that football game. Uh, Dupree with a half a sack with Vince Vince Williams. That was another big big sacker. Vince came in and, and tried to get through the back, and a lot of times the Steelers want to get those one on one matchups. You're not blitzing to get a free man. You're blitzing to get one-on-one matchups, and you're expecting your guys to just beat their guys. And that's what Vince Williams did. He had an opportunity one-on-one with the running back who's trying to block him, and Vince eventually beat him, grabbed him, grabbed Flacco with one hand, and pulled him down. And that was just a fantastic job by him. Um, you know, a couple injuries. I think Switzer's going to be out this week. But I think a strong, strong performance by the Steelers especially on the road. And now now the Steelers are, are playing a, a good football team in Carolina. And uh, Carolina is just rolling, man. And they are 
Um, a scary team. I'll tell you that, man. You know, because they're very good on defense. I think Cam Newton, what he brings to you, they uh, just rolled over the Bucks last week, 42-28. to 28. Cam Newton, another strong performance, 247 yards, two touchdowns. Panthers now 6-2. and two. This is going to be a key. This could be a playoff-type atmosphere at Heinz Field. You have a very good Carolina football team, good defense, good on offense. I think the things they have done on offense, Cam Newton is playing well. The thing with Cam Newton is he start, he's making plays with his arms, his arm downfield. That's third downs. Making good conversions, being accurate with the football, taking care of the football. And also, it's what Cam Newton brings you in the rushing game, too, that you have to worry about. He's always going to rattle off 30 to 50 yards a game. And, and more importantly than just how many yards, it's at the tight red zone. He's just so hard to stop once you get close to the goal line because he's another guy defenses have to plan for to try to account for in the running game. And I think with the Steelers, the Steelers have had some uh, – had has had – Tough times in the past with running quarterbacks in that zone read. So they have to be very disciplined this week. They have to stay in their gaps. You know, if if you blitz a guy like Cam Newton, you have to get home, but you have to keep him contained in the pocket. Don't let that guy get outside. You have to play smart, sound football. You have to make him beat you with his arms. Make some contested throws and catches. That's what you're going to have to do this week. Look, and if you're the Steelers' offense, you have to continue to put good games together, can continue to convert on third downs, be more efficient in the red zone, getting touchdowns instead of field goals. You can't do that against good good football teams. You can't st- settle for three points. Boswell has to get his head out of his ass sometimes and just start making the kicks, um, and, and that's what the Steelers need to do. But it's going to be a barn burner. At Heinz Field, Thursday night, I actually have a pregame show for NFL Radio Thursday um, from 4 to 7.30 outside Heinz Field. So please stop by and join me when uh, you get to the game. It's going to be a fun one. I love uh, the atmosphere there. It's going to be fun. And um, and about the Steelers-Ravens game, you know, some people ask Harbaugh if he's on the hot seat. You know, it's hard to believe that that they would think that. But come on, you have to be realistic too now. He's missed the playoffs three straight years, possibly four. I don't see them getting in the playoffs this year. So that's four straight years the Ravens not getting in the playoffs. And, you know, Harbaugh is a good coach. Of course, he'd get hired in no time if he was let go by the Ravens. But, you know, it goes back to those things when – an organization, I think an organization like the Ravens, uh, they stick with you. I don't think they make any just quick changes. Uh, it's going to take some time because Harbaugh is a good football coach. I don't think they have the right players there. And, you know, that that also is a sign on Harbaugh. But, look, you're going to be chasing who's the next uh, coach. You know, you see it all the time uh, around the league. I mean, look what the Raiders have done. And they went and got Gruden. I was a fan of that hire, but now if you keep Del Rio there, is there more continuity? Are you not going through this rebuilding phase that the Raiders are going through? There's a lot of things you have to look at. I mean, if a new coach comes in 
uh, to the Baltimore Ravens, you could shake up the whole organization. I mean, you could look, be looking at a new uh, quarterback at some point um, with the new coach because they always want their guys. And, you know, if I'm a coach too, I think that Ravens job would be interesting because you have a quarterback in Joe Flacco. He has to continue to play better. And I thought he has played okay up to this point in the season. But I don't I don't see Harbaugh out of there this year. Um, another coach that uh, it, it just some mummer, just some mumbling going around is uh, Mike McCarthy. I mean, is is McCarthy on the hot seat? What's going to happen over there in Green Bay? Um, you know, does Mc does McDaniel's get a chance to go to Green Bay now? All of a sudden, all of us that has have looked around the league and. You know, we keep continue to say who's better, Tom Brady, or Aaron Rodgers. Who's better, and what would Brady, what would Aaron Rodgers have done if he played for Belichick in New England? Well, look, if Josh McDaniels gets that opportunity, goes to Green Bay, we'll see what can happen. But I'll tell you what, and I said it the other night on a show is um, Rodgers is the type of quarterback you have to allow some freedom to. He is awesome at manipulating defenses extending plays and making things happen sometimes sometimes when it's such a tight knit detailed environment playmakers like Aaron Rodgers Big Ben they don't play as well as they're capable of because you're 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 handcuffing them you can't do that with with great players and also look at Green Bay that's an organization that's built around that quarterback Favre was there forever Rodgers learned from Favre it all stems from that quarterback position. In New England, it's different. It's Brady, get your ass in line. Get in the back of the pack. We're a team. We operate as a team. We're not going to pay you $30 million a year. Brady takes pay cuts for the Patriots. That's what I respect about Brady. He's a team player. He Who was his coach in college? Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr is a, is a hard-nosed, disciplined guy. Brady operates the best under those type environments. If you're saying Tom Brady, if he was in Green Bay or Pittsburgh, I don't think Brady would be Brady. You know, it, it just, you see what Drew Brees and Sean Payton are doing. It's that head coach quarterback, that relationship. You have to have that relationship. Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, they know what makes each other tick. It's, it's how to get in and out of stadiums on Sundays with wins and get in and out of seasons with with Super Bowls. We've seen it time and time again what the New England Patriots have done. The Pittsburgh Steelers are due. They need to make that next step. We're you know, I know Pittsburgh fans, you're not satisfied when the Steelers just go to the playoffs. No. You need to see them win Super Bowls, win championships, because that's what you do in Pittsburgh and there's a high expectation over there. Um also around the league Playoff picture. Playoff picture. We'll get to the playoff picture. But I think the Chargers pulled out a big one in Seattle. Uh, Phillip Rivers, man. 228 yards, two touchdowns. I honestly did not think the Chargers would pull this one out. It came down to the wire. Russell Wilson driving towards the end of the football game. His dude dropped a pass in the end zone. Uh, they would have had to go for two. Uh, but... The the Chargers pull out a tough one in Seattle. That place is tough to play. And um, it, it's a Chargers team. We're wondering if they're for real or not. You know, the Patriots, you guys have probably all saw that Patriots game. 
they pull it out against the Packers 31-17. You know, it's it's just the 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 team it's hard to play in Gillette Stadium, first of all. And then you have coaches that just design these plays that attack your weaknesses. Um and then the Monday night game, the Titans and Cowboys. I mean, the Titans, look, they start off strong, we're hot on them, then we're not. Well, now all of a sudden they beat a good defensive team in Dallas Cowboys, 28-14. Mariota played pretty well, 21-29, 240 yards, two touchdowns. I've said this before, Mariota, if they can have a running game and if he can protect the football, they can win a lot of football games, but he has to protect the football. The Cowboys and Dak Prescott, he throws for 243 yards, two touchdowns, but he throws an interception. He has a fumble. These are costly mistakes that cost your teams opportunities to score. And if it's in the red zone like he did, he threw that interception, that costs your team points there. All of a sudden, that's a seven-point turnaround. So those are the type of situations we're talking about. And, and Marcus Mariota, um, he's, he's playing well. And like I said, I mean, he's got the defense behind him. So um, you just have to protect the football. You have to protect the football. And if you could do that, the Titans can win a lot of games. But I want to take a look at the uh, the playoff standings and the playoff picture right now. I mean, we know who's leading these these divisions, okay? Um, you know, in the, in, the, in the AFC, I'll start with the AFC. I mean, you got uh, the Chiefs and Patriots up there at one and two. You got the Steelers and Texans next. And, you know, at the wild card, you have, you're looking at the Chargers and Bengals in the AFC. And then the NFC, uh, you got the Rams and the Saints one and two. Now, can the Saints outlast the Rams to take that number one spot? Now, the Saints, though, finished their season tough. They got Carolina, Pittsburgh, and then Carolina again. So that's going to be a tough uh, finish for the Saints to try to get that one spot. Looks like those guys, Rams and Saints, one and two. Shoot, you got the Bears right now. The Bears and Redskins sitting at five and three. A wild card, the Panthers and Vikings. Now the Panthers, though, the way they're playing right now, that's why this game at Heinz Field, uh, the Steelers and Panthers, is a huge one for both teams. Because yes, you're fighting to win your division, but now you're also fighting to try to get that bye into the playoffs. And then in the hunt, I mean, you got the Falcons still sitting around. The Falcons with an enormous win on the road. Um, against the Redskins, a defense that has been playing well, that's tough. And they put up 38 points against the Redskins. So you got the Falcons playing tough. The Seahawks were in a little rhythm in a roll. And um, <clears throat> just, you know, and that's why I thought they had a chance to beat the Chargers at home. And then the Eagles, I think the Eagles are a team that are flying under the radar, that though um, continue to, um, when you know the Eagles still have to play the Redskins twice, so that's uh, that's going to be a tough one. And you know the Steelers' schedule. Flipping back to the AFC, you know you got the Chiefs sitting here now at t- top of the AFC. The Chiefs and the Patriots, and you look at the Patriots' remaining schedule. They're gonna um. They're going to come into Pittsburgh. They're going to come into Heinz Field December 16th, okay, 425 game. And that game's going to be huge. That could be like last year's matchup where you're fighting for that second seed. Um, 
the the Patriots should not have a problem with the rest of their schedule. Look, a couple of the tough games they're going to have are the Vikings and the Steelers. They'll be fine against the Dolphins, Bills, Jets. They have the Jets twice. That should be no issue. So the Patriots' biggest game now is going to be coming into Pittsburgh. Now you look at the Steelers' schedule. Pittsburgh's schedule now, they got they got they have Carolina on Thursday night. Then they go to Jacksonville. Two tough games back to back. Then they have the Broncos in Denver. That'll be I mean, that'll be a tough one. Case Keenum and those guys, they just need to find a way to pull out games. They're in every game. They just have to pull it out. Then they have the Chargers. You're in Oakland at the Raiders. You can never discount that one. And then you have the Patriots at home at the Saints in the Superdome. That's going to be a tough one. The Bengals. Then you finish with the Bengals at home. The Steelers' remaining schedule is a tough one. The the thing that I hang my hat on is I've been in that locker room before. I've seen Ben and these guys in A.B., they step up in big games. They got Juju Smith that that dude continues to step up. So these guys step up in big games. That's why I have confidence in them. The Texans do not have a, a, a tough schedule remaining as they sit right now in a, in a wild card uh, position. But your schedule is what it is. I mean, they're going to go. They, they're they're going to be on their bye week right now, and then they have the Redskins in in Washington. Um, They'll play the Titans and then the Eagles and Jaguars at the end of the season. Not many tough games. The Bengals, um, the Bengals now, um, I want to look at the Bengals schedule. I know they finished tough with Pittsburgh at the end of the year in Pittsburgh. Now the Bengals, Bengals are coming off their bye week and they're going to have the Saints. Then they go to the Ravens. Um, they have the Chargers and the Steelers. So they, they have a pretty pretty tough schedule as well ahead of them. But um, And the Chiefs, the Chiefs who's leading the AFC right now, these guys just keep rattling off wins. They have the Cardinals this week, which will be no problem at all. Then, they ha- then they're at the Rams. This could be the Rams' next biggest game because I, I, I called it on NFL radio the other night. I said Drew Brees would beat them. And he did. It was at the Superdome. You can't discount playing against Sean Payton and Drew Brees and that magnificent offense and and that high-powered offense, even though the Rams have their weapons as well and they're tough on defense. I was worried about the pass protection plan with the Saints versus uh, Aaron Donald in that front for the Rams. But they took care of it. They did not let them be a factor and they got them on the back end. The defensive backs for the Rams had to continue to try to play better. And then the Chiefs will have a bye after that tough game. And uh, they have a couple tough ones with the Ravens and the Chargers still. But it, it should be no issue for the Chiefs, honestly. If if they don't have the number one scene, uh, seed going into the playoffs, it, it'll be a disappointment because they should be fine, especially watching them play the way they've been playing. My man Kareem Hunt. Continues to get it done. Uh, three touchdowns this weekend. Uh, 17 carries, 91 yards. Two touchdowns on the ground. And then he had one in the air. And that was cool for him. His hometown, getting a play in front of his uh, his hometown fans and family. And putting a game up like that is pretty special. And the Browns. I'm sorry, Browns fans. Sitting at 2-6-1 right now. 
it turned out looking like you were going to have a good season and it just went downhill from there. But that's your playoff picture right now. So like I said, again, AFC division leaders, you got Chiefs and Patriots right now, one and two. Then you got the Steelers and Texans and the wild card, the Chargers and Bengals. That's how it sits right now. You still got a few teams in the hunt with the Dolphins, Titans, Ravens, Jaguars, eh, still sitting there, but eh. Now the NFC, we said it, Rams and Saints 1-2 and two right now. Uh, Bears, Redkins, Redskins sitting there. But the Redskins, they play the Eagles uh, a, a couple more times this year. They have not faced them yet. And you got the Panthers and Vikings sitting in the wild card. Panthers having an opportunity, big game on the road against Pittsburgh. And then in the hunt, Falcons, Seahawks, Eagles. I don't think the Packers really have a chance. So, um you know, it starts to get interesting. It starts to get interesting, especially this time of the year. Um, there's going to be some big matchups this weekend that I'm looking forward to. I think the saints Bengals. it's a big one for the Bengals. They have to um, get wins. They have to get back on that winning track. I think the Rams and the Seahawks, that don't discount, don't discount this game. This is going to be the Seahawks at the Rams. Russell Wilson coming off a tough loss against the Chargers at home. They have to try to figure it out. and um, But I think the game of the week, man, it might be this Thursday night game, Panthers-Steelers. Uh, tune in to NFL Sirius XM Radio uh, to take a listen as uh, Pat Kerwin, Jim Miller, and myself will have Mr. Rooney, <clears throat> Art Rooney on the show. We'll have Chris Hoke. We'll have Tunch Ilkin, um, Rocky Blyer. We will have some good interviews for you guys on Thursday night, 4 to 7.30, before the Steelers uh, kick off against the Panthers. So that's it for me today. I hope you guys have a good week. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep getting after it.